In today's first reading from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, we read, Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is in any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, then the God of peace will be with you. Hello again. Today we celebrate the feast of St. John Bosco, a significant saint in the 19th century. He has been described as a dreamer whose dreams animated his entire life. After a difficult childhood where he lost his father at age two, suffered abuse under his older brother, and lived in poverty, John had every excuse to stop dreaming. But the goodness of his mother and his strong faith sustained his hope. Certainly, John Bosco lived out the dreams behind today's first reading from Philippians. In 1825, when John was nine, he had the first of a series of dreams that would play an influential role in his outlook and work. This first dream, quote, left a profound impression on him for the rest of his life, unquote, according to his memoirs. Bosco apparently saw a multitude of very poor boys playing and blaspheming, and a man who appeared nobly attired with a manly imposing bearing, and said to him, quote, you will have to win these friends of yours, not with blows, but with gentleness and kindness. So begin right now to show them that sin is ugly and virtue beautiful, unquote. Not long after, John left home at 12 years old, to study, be a, to study to be a priest. After his ordination, John's ministry was focused primarily on serving young boys who were stuck in poverty, prison, or other difficult situations. In May 1847, he gave shelter to a young boy from Valencia in one of the three rooms he was renting in the slums of Adoco, where he was living with his mother. He and his mother began taking in orphans. The boys sheltered by John Don Bos by John Bosco numbered thirty six in eighteen fifty two, one hundred and fifteen in eighteen fifty four, four hundred seventy in eighteen sixty, and six hundred in eighteen sixty one, reaching a maximum of eight hundred sometime later. Later Bosco developed a polished essay under the title The Preventative System in the Education of the Youth, which was published in eighteen seventy seven and which he included in the initial draft of the rule for the Solution Order, which he founded. It espoused the values of reason, religion, and loving-kindness with the goal of producing good Christians and honest citizens. That was the only attempt that Bosco made at a systematic exposition of his educational system. Though the idea itself was not innovative by any means, Bosco, having drawn the inspiration for his system through the contemporary criticisms of the punitive and outdated educational systems prevalent in Europe during his time, he was one of the first to combat it and to put his criticisms into practice. While working in Turin, where the population suffered many of the ill effects of industrialization and urbanization, Bosco dedicated his life to the betterment and education of street children, juvenile delinquents, and other disadvantaged youth. He developed teaching methods based on love rather than punishment, a method that became known as the Salesian Preventative System. Before his death, 
John Bosco had the foresight to found the Society of St. Francis de Sales, the Salesians, to serve young boys, which it has done for generations. Some of you may be familiar of the outstanding work performed by the John Don Bosco Cristo Rey Academy, located in Washington. Next to today's homily, you may find a link to this local school. Some of you may also be aware that two weeks ago, a young faculty member at Don Bosco Cristo Rey named Ryan Rioboto was shot and killed. He was a Franciscan volunteer who lived out the dreams and the ideals of both St. Francis Assisi and St. John Bosco. A video link to an interview of, with Ryan's aunt reveals the moving story of this young man's life and death. Ryan's young life and witness demonstrates that young men and women continue to dream big dreams like Bosco of serving the poor. Certainly the dreams of St. John Bosco shaped his religious life. By the same token, our dreams are our visions that shape our lives. When we stop dreaming, we slowly begin to disengage from our work, from our relationships, and from life itself. But when we have the courage to dream, our lives flood with passion and purpose. Such was the life of St. John Bosco, and all those such as Ryan Rilbuto and his colleagues and students at the school named after the dreamer, St. John Bosco.